2: Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: To face to face, this is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration and collaboration creates community and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck and this is Face to Face. So today's interview is with Kalyeni Mam. She's a filmmaker, the director of photography on Inside Job. You need to see that film if you haven't. She was the director and the cinematographer for A River Changes Course, another brilliant film that I hope you get a chance to see. You can download it online. She's an environmentalist. She's a Buddhist. She's a thinker. She believes that we are the center of the ripple effect. She wants to talk about Cambodia and the Orang Valley and what's going on there. She's currently in Cambodia and she's making a new film and i think you're going to want to hear what she has to say today Uh, this is part one she's going to come back sometime in 2015 to follow up don't forget to check out mindmarket.com i write a column there taking it global i have some blogging that i'm doing on a fairly regular basis check out my book real change is incremental and more about me at davidpecklive.com i think you're going to enjoy today's interview stay tuned well, welcome to Face to Face, and we have uh, a guest coming back for the second time, and maybe this is the beginning of a, a, a several-part series, but uh, Annie Mam is here uh, with me, and she's somewhere on the West Coast, I guess, uh, sitting out, staring out into nature. Annie thanks for joining us today.
2: Oh, thank you, David. So tell <laughs> us,
0: where, where are you sitting, actually? You mentioned <laughs> it briefly to me before we yeah, started our
2: chat. I'm actually on a path, um, it's a, natu- a natural path in Sebastopol, it's a small town in West Sonoma County and there's a pathway that links, you know, all the little towns, you know, throughout Sonoma. And so I'm just walking along the path. <laughs>
0: nice. Pat well you know what? It I and honestly, folks out there in, in Rabble Land and in 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 Podcast Land, we didn't plan that, but that's just too <laughs> good that's too good of a metaphor. What was your line pathway? Uh, that links all the towns. I mean, it sounds really yes.
2: like that. <laughs> would be. I know. I actually wish there were paths like this, linking all the towns and cities, you know, that people could walk, you know, from one city to the next and or bike or whatever. You yeah, know, it would be yeah. so nice if yeah. we had that. Yeah,
0: would be wonderful. So Callie Annie is a filmmaker. She's uh, most recently uh, been... been uh, Traveling around and winning awards with the River Changes course, I've seen it a couple times. If you haven't seen it, shame on you. Uh, you guys need to get out there and see the film. It's a River Changes course uh, online. You can download it. and, um, and Kellyanne directed and, and wrote the film. Spent uh, quite quite a bit of time in Cambodia. We're not going to talk about that today. Uh, we, I'm sure it's going to come up. But as a result of that film, you you got into a couple other issues that sort of bubbled to the surface for you that you've been spending a lot of time thinking about, reflecting on. And it sounds like you're going through a major shift to me from yes. what little you've been telling me. So I'm hoping we can get into that. But I'm going I'm to lead us in with this quote here. So I've been, you and I just chatted briefly before we, we hit the record button. I, I've, I've revisited the film Cloud Atlas, and there's a quote that several of the characters use. And here it is, quote, Our lives are not our own. From womb mm-hmm. to tomb, we are bound to others, past mm-hmm. and present. And by each crime and every kindness, we birth our future. Isn't that mm. beautiful? That is really beautiful. And, and oh the wow! Way, and the, and the soundtrack in Cloud Atlas, Kolyani, uh-huh. is just uh-huh. so marvelous. And oh, so, I,
2: I, I, I I want to. You, you got to see it. <laughs> I know I have to see it. You got to see it. To. <laughs>
0: so so how does that frame?
2: That yeah. quote
0: kind of frame what you and I were just briefly talking about before we hit record for the podcast itself. This idea of oh, wow. you know pathways and connection and spiritual mm-hmm. awakening. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like you've been having quite a journey over the last. Yes, while, since, you know, I since I, since I have. You know,
2: course. yeah, it's been quite a journey since we last spoke. You know, and and, and to be honest with you, you know, I was after a river changes course. You know, was released. Uh, you know, and during that period, you know, while I was making the film, it was just such an beautiful time. You know, the production on it. I was, you know, out on the lake in the jungles, you know, living with the families. And I think that was what I enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. You know, it was connecting with the families, you know, living with them and learning their stories. Um, but then after River Changes Course was released, you know, we had all this media attention and, you know, I was like thrown into this whirlwind of of amazing things, but also a lot of confusion, too, like asking myself, you know, where am I headed? You know, what am I doing? You know, what I love is telling stories, not distributing a film. Right, right. You know, and I think this is the frustration that a lot of filmmakers go through, and perhaps even, I mean, all artists go through. You know, you want to make your art, but, you know, there's all these other things that come in the way, too. But what I've realized is that... um, you know, after having some time to to sit and reflect, and, and and moments to be silent, you know, what I've also realized is that there is an importance in distributing that film, you know, and in speaking with people and connecting with people, you know, on that level as well, you know. And so I have been traveling with the film and talking about it, um, you know, which has also helped me to understand even more the importance of telling the stories that I'm telling, you know, because of you know the situation that you know, Cambodia is faced with by now, you know, and, and, you know, just coming back to the quote that you shared with me, you know, it's just so relevant for me right now and for our planet mm-hmm. because of, you know, all the destruction that is occurring on our planet, you know, but also all the beauty that we should be protecting instead, you know, and I had this beautiful, you know, moment, you know, when I was in Orang Valley, you know, with, um, the family in Orang Valley over there. Uh, There's this woman that I met, her name is Reen Softee, and she's one of the um, members of the indigenous people called the Chong. You know, they live in Orang Valley, and they've been living there for six centuries. Um, And I spent some time with her and her family, and they took me out, you know, onto this river in Orang Valley, and, um, you know, they were fishing, and she told me the story of her life and, and the importance of her community, you know and she said something that was really significant to me you know she said that you know, our, that nature is part of her and she is part of nature mm. you know that she and nature are like one and you know when she said that it helped me to realize you know and i've always felt that way but you know it was really that experience that helped me to internalize that idea You know, it's not just an idea, but it's it's actually who we are. We are part of nature. You know, and if we truly embrace nature and the natural world around us, and not just nature, but every single person, you know, in this world, on this planet, if we truly embrace and love one another, then there's really no reason to destroy any of it, you know, because we are all part of each other. You oh. know and it is so interesting, yeah, because it's amazing I, you know
0: Kelly yeah. you know you sound so passionate about it, so excited about it and 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 it sounds so you're really you sound really committed to it how you know I don't hear that from a lot of people how how do you how do you think you're gonna communicate that in the in the near future this you know or or are you even really concerned <laughs> about it? you know I mean it sounds like yeah. you're getting into some of those conversations with uh-huh. the people that you've been you know showing the film to and distributing the film to, and so on. But yeah. how, how do you get others excited about it? And I don't want to go cynical because mm-hmm. I'm hopeful as well.
2: You know? <laughs> no, I think it's just starting to have conversations like this, and these are the kind of conversations I'm having with a lot of people.
0: You know, starting
2: with my friends and my family. Mm. You know, but my community, and you know, when I'm traveling and speaking about the film, about a river changes course, but also my current work okay. in a ring valley, trying to stop a dam from being constructed in this beautiful, exquisite, you know, natural place. Um, This is what I'm doing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell these stories so that I can help, you know, connect people to this place. But I think what I've realized is when I talk to people is that it really starts with ourselves, you know, it starts in our own communities. You know, it's not just you know, thinking about another community across the planet, but also in our own community, embracing the nature around us mm-hmm. and and ourselves too and our relationship with others. And, you know, once we we realize that we are all one, you know, that we are all part of one another, you know, then, you know, it's so easy to extend that outwards, you know, and, and it's like a ripple effect, you know, right. on a pond or something, you know. Just it's so easy to extend that outwards to everyone else and that's what I realized about myself you know it's like that ripple in the pond that little that center of that ripple is me right. and you know what I realized is that once I became clear about my intention about what I want to do with my life and what I want to share with the world it became so easy for everyone to also help me mm-hmm. convey those messages you know and it's just such a beautiful feeling you know and, and I I And I realized my, what is important to me when I went on this trip in Arang Valley, you know, I realized that the one thing that I want to do in my life is to share the beauty of of nature, you know, and to share the stories of people who depend on nature, you know, for their livelihood, you know, with others so that we can see how important, you know, the natural world is to our lives.
0: How, um, so I'm I'm kind of fascinated. You know, once you said something to the effect of uh, once it became clear. How do how mm. do you how do you think you found the clarity? Uh, and obviously, assuming you know you've got many years to live, and things will be clearer, yeah. and you'll get excited about other things know, along the way. Uh-huh. But how did you find this clarity? Was it during the making of River Changes course? Was it meeting this no. woman? You know, you know.
2: It, it, I mean, I think this is a process that is you know takes years, and it's been taking me so long, you know, to get to this place. And even this current place where I'm at right now is. You know, it's full of, of, of haze and confusion still, you know. But I think that what I realized, you know, after returning from Orang Valley and, you know, spending time with these, you know, beautiful people who are living this beautiful life so connected to nature, and coming back to my home, which is also in the redwood trees, you know, and also connected to nature, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I realized that this is really the most important thing that... Um, that any of us could do right now, you know, like we, the only thing we can do, I feel the only thing, the most important thing we can do right now is to protect our home, you know, and our home is our planet and, you know, the natural world around us. And if we don't protect that, then what do we have to live in? You know, what do we have to actually call our home? And, you know, once I realized that, you know, that, um, that it just became clear to me that that's what I needed to do you know was to 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 share that message with others because I and I don't know there's yeah I don't know if there's like a moment where it happens, but I, I know that it I, I love to meditate <laughs>
0: right?
2: you know and I, I love to hike I I do a lot of hiking out in nature and you know what I've seen you know is the you know i just I don't know I just see the world you know in and everything around me, you know, and all of the natural the plants and the animals I just see as you know part of me and and every person that I come in contact with that I'm with, I also view as part of me too, and you know once I embrace that 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 feeling and I don't want to say it's an idea because it's a feeling, and it's an emotion, hmm. and once I feel it and I felt it, you know then it just um it just became so natural, you know, for me to do this, you know, and and you know, yeah. Now, very soon, I'm going to be going back to Cambodia and um, telling more stories, you know, and hopefully conveying more messages.
0: <laughs> sounds like, it sounds like there was a lot of, um, or there has been a lot of truth for you in, you know, in these feelings and emotions. And typically, you know, the scientists in the world, the the, the rationalists, would say. Oh well, you know, there's no truth there, right? I mean, this is feeling, this is emotion, this is spiritual. It's intuitive, Calliani. What are you talking about? How could, how could you have, you know, found yourself there? But it seems to me that that's that's really where where the real work is being done. I think. And yet yeah. we have this culture, at least here in in the Western world, and probably most of the world, that seems to be mostly interested in two plus two equaling four. Mm. You know it's so
2: interesting that you say that I'm so glad you said that because I actually have been i' ever since I was a kid I was really interested in in astronomy and the universe and the study of you know the, of nature and plants and animals. and what I've learned is that actually scientists embrace spirituality more than anyone else mm. because they understand that there's a limit to science you know there's under, they understand that there's a, a limit to rationality. Um, but also that there's um, there's really a space beyond us that we can't even comprehend yet. Of course, we should continue to ask questions and answer them, you know, um, rationally and with science and physics and, you know, mathematics. And But um, there is always a limit to, to what our understanding can be. Right. You know, And uh, and what I've learned more than anything is actually that We are all connected to each other, and it's not just a spiritual thing. It's actually a scientific thing. You know, we come from the stars. You know, we come from the earth, and we come from the molecules and atoms that make us who we are, and we share those atoms and molecules with every living being on the planet. You know, so it's actually scientific that we are all connected.
0: Well, I it's think, not yeah, just a
2: hypothesis. <laughs> yeah, you,
0: well it sounds to me I mean you're talking about humi- you're talking about humility there, I think, right? Uh-huh. And, and, yeah. and and almost it uh, um sounds to me like more of a uh more of a relationship with, with the universe than, exactly. than than we're willing to adhere to. So yes. I like yes. so I've been reading a lot of a French philosopher by the name of Levinas, and he says a Jewish Jewish French existentialist And he said, you know, after the 20th century, I mean, philosophy has failed, religion has failed because, you know, (laughs) essentially we've murdered 100 million people in the 20th century. Yeah, yeah. You
2: know, the Khmer
0: Rouge, the Nazis, Mm -hmm. the the communists, and so on. Now what? You know, so we're 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 screwed basically. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. what he says is that we have to start if we want any kind of an ethics. He 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 doesn't mm-hmm. even like the notion of ethics actually. But mm-hmm. what, what he says is, as soon as you see somebody else, as soon as you see another face, you have to presuppose the notion that there is no way that you can kill them. Mm-hmm. So thou mm-hmm. shalt not kill. So he takes this mm-hmm. old testament mm-hmm. biblical notion, thou shalt not kill. But that, yeah. has, that has to be your starting point. Well, it almost sounds uh-huh. to me like you are suggesting, and I think you're onto something here, that if we start with this notion that we're all connected, uh-huh. that we are all in this together, now what? Exactly, I
2: mean, exactly. Maybe, you know, I mean, I would go even beyond him and say that, you know, it's not like a commandment that you, you know, you just repeat to yourself and try to follow. You know, it's not a commandment, actually. It's, it's an um, innate feeling and it's i don't even say it's knowledge or belief either it's just knowing that you are intrinsically connected to everything around you and if that is the case then if you destroy what is around you 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 are destroying yourself because everything all nature is a, is an extension of you and so if you really believe that then it's not even a a a philosophy, it's not even a science, it's not even a religion, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. how things are. It's just
0: the way it is, yeah. It's
2: just the way it is, and, you know, and I think that, you know, maybe for me, science and Buddhism probably come closest to what I'm feeling right now, Um, however, you know, I I think that it even goes beyond anything that we could, you know, put a finger on, you know, and say, you know, this is a belief. I think it's just nature. Nature, for me, is actually, well, you know, it's, it, yeah.
0: Yeah, sounding a bit... Motivating. Hello? Oh,
2: did I, I... I think I lost you a little bit, yeah. Oh, are you back? Oh, yes, I'm back. Oh,
0: fantastic. Okay, <laughs> good. Good, but um, yeah, I think I think that you know all the wonderful things that motivational speakers tell us, or the books that we read about how you need to get out of bed in the morning. You know, I remember reading mm. a book on Buddhism. You know, stick a picture, uh, stick a note up, uh, or a picture of a smiling face above your bed, so that we, the <laughs> first thing you, you know you get out of bed on the, with on the you know that that whole notion of a right foot b- uh. changes the world. But if we were to get out of bed thinking, "Hang on a second, I'm connected. Um, we're all in this together." Uh, Everything I do, kind of, you know, my mom used to have this this Mm. this post-it note on the before post-it notes were made on the Mm. fridge that said everything we do affects someone else, and and as crazy as it sounds, I think that had Uh an impact on me, and I think Uh that if we all got out of bed, think of, of, Uh wouldn't it be a different world? I mean, it sounds Uh kind of corny, (laughs) but but isn't that going to change the way I? behavior. yeah no definitely
2: definitely and i think if that's what we need in order to get out of bed and do the right things then we should be doing it yes you know i think we definitely should be doing that um but you know i think it has to go deeper even than that it's just that we have to internalize it so that it's part of who we are yes and you know what i've read is that the aboriginal people you know of australia they actually believe that there's no idea of existence you know, there's no idea of, of, of existing just as, as me or you or I. Right. You know, actually we exist only in relation to something else.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah.
2: and that's so amazing. Yeah, well, so I mean, that's,
0: that is the, that's the basis of, to some degree, of modern existentialism. You know, you can't, yeah. you can't know yourself unless you are in relationship to others.
2: Yeah, right? yeah. And if we view the world that way, if we view the world... You know ourselves in relation to something else, you know then we can see that connectedness, and then we understand that you know we can't destroy what is connected to us,
0: yes yeah. yeah,
2: you know, so like um you know a tree isn't a tree you know it it is it's not just a tree, it's a tree that exists in the forest, right you know, or like the the fish you know in the river, it's not just the fish, there's a fish swimming in the sure. river,
0: sure. Sure. So the
2: fish can't exist outside of that river.
0: Right, right. You
2: know, or it can't exist outside of the ocean. And if it can't exist out of the ocean, yeah. then we need to preserve the ocean. We need to protect the ocean. We need to protect the forest in order to protect the tree. And we need to protect the forest and the oceans in order to protect us. Because we exist in relation to all of that. But what, what, you know the way that we've been perceiving the world so far is that we are... We, we're trying to control everything around yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. We don't see ourselves as in relation to anything else. We perceive ourselves as separate from nature and what we are trying to do is to control nature and to exploit nature for our own survival. But the, the most wonderful thing is that by living in harmony with nature, we can actually survive even more you know, beautifully than if we try to exploit it.
0: So how does how does the um, I won't <laughs> I was going to go for the cheap laugh on on capitalism, but how does the how does the obscene capitalist live in this world when they say, well, we've got to create wealth, uh, mm-hmm. we got to create more wealth, and that really has to be connected back to the individual, to that person who is incentivized to mm-hmm. to 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 reach to to change their world, to to work harder, to be entrepreneurial, and so on. All the things that I would think you want most Canadians to do for themselves. No,
2: I mean, I think the correct incentive is the incentive that, you know, the indigenous people of Orang Valley have to protect Mm. their natural world. Their incentive is that I want to protect the, the, you know, the, the fish and the animals and the forest because I am part of that, that forest. Yeah. You know, yeah. I am part of the fish and the animals, and they are part of me. If I destroy it, then I destroy myself. I think that is the correct incentive, not, oh, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to go destroy the forest because that will make money for me and bring wealth you know, to me and my family. You know, we have to, to, to destroy those boundaries. You know, and embrace the world as, as a more as an, as an ecology, right. you know, where in which you know we're all dependent on one another, you know, and if we destroy part of that ecology, then we are destroying ourselves.
0: Have we had You know, and, and that
2: yeah, that capitalist way of, of, of looking at the world, which is I believe, very destructive, you know, and actually very anti-us, you know, anti-world. Right, right, <laughs> you right. know, I think that needs to. You know, we need to change that. And, you know, that so, is a way of thinking,
0: yeah. that
2: you know, it it's it, it lasts us this long, but it's not going to last
0: us it's for much not, longer yeah, yeah, because
2: yeah. of the destruction that is you know wreaking, you know on the planet
0: well, it, you know, to some degree, I think that's partially, you know, uh, the the danger of some of that thinking is that the the free marketer will say, "I think, will say, well, we we are so ingenious as a race." We'll eventually figure out how to, how to get our way out of X, Y, and Z because somebody will be entrepreneurial enough to come up with a solution. So electric cars are the answer to the oil problem, and you know, we're, we're, you know, and and I'm not convinced we're going to be able to be so nuanced in the future. That's 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 the sense I get. I mean, maybe mm. you know. So have we actually really figured out every problem? Well, no, I don't think so and 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 where and where are we going to wind up you know in ten, fifteen, twenty, a hundred years so yeah it's it's uh yeah, I mean, I think I mean, you don't want us to all live in tents, do you is that no, 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 no
2: definitely not, and this is what I say to people yeah. I don't want us to go back you know to where we were um, you know six centuries ago, definitely not, you know I don't think that's the answer, however, technology has an, will and can enable us to live a life in harmony with nature mm. if we will only embrace it, you know, with the right intention, right. you know, but it has right. to start with the right philosophy first and the right way of, the right perception of the world, right. you know, then, you know, if we, if, if our goal is to protect the planet and do everything we can to live in harmony with nature, then the technology that we will use, you know, will enable that goal. You know, will further that goal.
0: So are you, and
2: will allow us to live. You know, you know, very wonderful lives. I think yeah, luxurious yeah, lives. The yeah. lives that we're like living now, except. You know, we won't be destroying. You know, the the the, the wonderful things around us. You well, know, the things a, that a,
0: some of these things are so arbitrary, aren't they? I mean who says that you need to work X amount of hours a week? Who says that you need so many degrees? Who exactly, says, you know,
2: exactly. I was,
0: I was having breakfast with a friend of mine yesterday. He's an artist. He's, he's um, you know, struggling uh, to make ends meet from time to time, doing well, others, and so on. And, and we talked a little bit about, about, and I'm now a free agent again. I'm mm-hmm. kind of on my own and looking for work here and there and getting contracts and so on. But what this freedom is allowing is more time with my family, Uh, Mm -hmm. work from home, a more relaxed Mm -hmm. atmosphere. Sure, there's more stresses elsewhere, but Mm -hmm. it's about, I mean, I hate, you know what, Kellyanne, I don't like the word balance, actually. I was going to say there's more balance there. I mean, I get where Uh we're going with balance, but I want a little more more tension than that.
2: Yes, yes. Actually, I mean, it needs to be a little bit more extreme than that. Yeah. You know, because of where we are currently, that the balance actually doesn't tip us back you know, right, to right. A, a prosperous world is actually, you know, just taking us back to maybe the 50s or 60s right, <laughs> or something right. like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess my, <laughs> my, my, my point is, my Jay and I chatting yesterday, we, we kind of, we didn't land on it necessarily, but it was kind of, well, you know, everything comes with a cost. So, you know, mm-hmm. maybe we're not making the six-figure salaries, but, mm. you know, we're, we're taking back in another way. You know, Hmm. we're able to Mm -hmm. put more time into our relationships. We're able, you know, I wouldn't have been having breakfast with him yesterday morning if I was working for a firm 60 hours a week, right? Exactly, exactly. It just wouldn't have happened. Yeah, yeah. No,
2: I I understand, you know, the cost to everything. I mean, as a filmmaker myself, you know, I'm not making any money at all. I actually have no income. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know like sorry I, for living. laughing <laughs> oh no no you can laugh all you want because it's true <laughs> no i'm not making anything and and i and i have you know if, if you talk about my life monetarily i have a very impoverished life but if you talk about the experiences that i have and you know the the connection that i have with you know, with the natural world around me and the people around me, I would say that I have one of the wealthiest lives I've ever encountered, Mm -hmm. you know, because every day I can take a walk, you know, I can, I can spend, you know, moments, you know, staring at the trees, you know, or walking, you know, on a path or, or looking at the ferns and, and admiring, you know, the, the forest. And then, you know, next month I'm going to Cambodia and I'm going to live with, you know, a family in a Ring Valley and learn about their way of life and go mushroom foraging with them and, you know, and, and sleep, you know, on the river and observing wild crocodiles. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, so yeah, yeah. In, in so many ways, I Talk feel like I have a very getting
0: yeah, back enriching to
2: life. Yeah.
0: So but how, I, I how... also
2: understand that there are costs to that and that I can't afford certain things that people have. You know, I don't sure. have a car. Sure. You know, I, I walk, I take public transportation, Um, you know, I don't have a big house, you know, we have a very small, um, you know, but it's it's good enough for us, you know, and we eat, you know, good food and cook at home all the time, you know, and so in many ways, those things help us appreciate the life that we have.
0: So you're sounding to me like you're describing the life of an artist, which we both know you are, but you know, it doesn't sound like the, li- like the life, you know, of my next door neighbor or mm. my friend, yeah. a dentist, or my other friend, yeah. a, an optometrist. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. one is better than <laughs> the other necessarily, uh-huh. but but it, it is that. Do you think that kind of a lifestyle is going to be? Um, uh, not, I was going to say required. Wrong word. Mm. But do you think more of us are going to have to start living life like that in order for us to make more sense of of where we're headed? Mm.
2: Yeah, no, I I don't think it's even about, like, you know, trying to protect the planet or anything. I think it's not even as far-reaching as that. You know, I think we, we should live, all of us, simpler lives just to protect ourselves, mm. you know, just to so that we can breathe, you know, and we can spend time with our families and loved ones so that we can actually live rich and fulfilling lives. You know, and I'm not saying it's, it's the fault of the individual either. I know that the system you know, has been uh, built to the point where, you know, people are controlled, you know, by large companies, you know, their daily lives are controlled, you know, their time is controlled, you know, they have to work 60, 70 hours in order to feed their families, right. you know, in order to pay off their loans, in order to pay for health care, in order to afford all the things that we need, you know, to, to live life in this, you know, modernized world. You know, but I think that right now, more than ever, I think it's time to reclaim, you know, our lives again. And to, you know, to, I would even say, question or even protest, you know, the way that we're living life right now or the way that we are forced, are being forced to live our lives. You know, we can't, I don't think it's sustainable for all of us. You know, people are getting sick, I think, you know, from just working too hard. Yeah you know, working so hard, but not for anything, you know, except money.
0: A friend of mine years ago, he was, uh, <laughs> he was a ventriloquist, older guy, cra- crazy nut, this guy, Gene Sneed was his name, and, and he said he wanted to write a book called When Does the Living Start? Mm. And, and I wonder, you know, he, f- I mean, he was a guy who sat on the sidelines for the most part, I mean, he performed from time to time, but he, you know, he didn't do the nine to five thing, but... But he just—he felt even in his own life we're just so consumed by what appears to be insignificant details on some level, mm-hmm. and 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 we're constantly well, you know, maybe you know I, another mm-hmm. another example of this. I I, uh, I remember uh, a friend of mine saying for many many years he had a high level VP job with with a large uh, uh, um, communication company here in, in uh, uh, Toronto, and every time I spoke to him, Kelly Annie, he would say, well, mm-hmm. you know, things are. Things are slowing down a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but uh-huh. the, pre, the, 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 the implication was that every time I talked to him, things were just crazy, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. 60, yeah. 60, 70 hour weeks. But you know what, David? I think things are slowing down, <laughs> and, you know? And wow. it's just, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. It's, just, it's all just whizzing by. Mm-hmm, Always, mm-hmm. just in the last yeah. couple of weeks. I don't know if it's because we got Christmas coming in the next couple of days, <laughs> but people are saying stuff like, "Oh, can you believe it's it's going it to be Christmas again on, on you know Thursday? Wow, this yeah. year's gone really fast."
2: I know. I think we're all you know? saying that. <laughs>
0: Everyone's saying that. So yeah. now na- now is the time, right? Uh, I mean, now yeah. is the time. It seems to mm-hmm. me to to mm. peel, peel back some of those layers and say, maybe, maybe there is another way. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there mm-hmm. are other questions we need to be asking.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, even if it just takes one step, you know, I yeah. think every step counts. You know, that, you know, you say peeling the layer. I mean, the first thing that we can do is just say, you know, when someone asks us, do you have time to talk, say yes. You right. know,
0: good. <laughs> or you know, it's you, good.
2: You or can you work on this project? Say no.
1: <laughs>
2: you know, like, and I think every every action that we take, you know, um, and, and and every response that we make to it, to the things that we encounter in our lives makes a difference. You know, towards peeling that layer. You, you know, totally. and doing the stuff, yeah, doing the stuff that we should really care about. You know, which is taking a walk out. You know.
0: With nature. <laughs> Have you, you, know, so you, must, you, must, you must know people who you're standing on the outside and, and they'll say things like, oh, wow, we're having trouble making ends meet or, mm. um, you know, I, I can't really take the time off right now uh, yeah. to go away because I'm, you know, in the uh-huh. middle of this project or mm-hmm. or whatever.
1: And then yeah. you stand
0: back and you, and you kind of do the assessment on the drive home and you go, hang on, that's an $800,000 house. There's uh, two people Mm -hmm. are working. um, Yeah, they're consistently Mm -hmm. purchasing new toys for their children that they don't really seem to need. Need, yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) How how do you break through that? Like, not even Uh you know. I don't mean in a in a preaching to the uh, the unconverted way, but even in your own Mm -hmm. life. You know, mm. how do, if you're in the middle of it, how do, you, how do you see it? Like, you talked to me a little bit before we hit record on, on today's interview. <laughs> you, you talked about this spiritual awakening. Tell, tell me a bit more about that. I mean, again, is that, has that been more of a process for you, do you think? Or, or Yeah,
2: no, it's definitely a process, you know, and it took me a long time to, to realize, you know, what's important to me. You know, but it's a, it's, you know, it's a process of asking questions every single day, you know, like, should I be doing this? You know, why am I doing this? You know, why is it important? And, you know, when I, and is it helping me to, you know, I don't know, to, to bringing me closer to what I think is important in my life? You know, so I think asking those questions on a daily level is, is, is so essential, you know, but what I find, and I, this is why I do not, I don't judge anyone and I don't, you know, say that I have the answers. I right, don't.
0: right.
2: You know, but um, but I do know that if we don't ask our questions of ourselves every day, that you know we may lose that opportunity to answer those questions. And it's those answers that I think are the most significant. You know, that will help us to lead more lives that are in tune with ourselves. You know, whatever that may be. You know, for me, it's being close to nature. For other people, maybe dancing. It may be. You know, um, you know, working in a school, maybe working in a hospital, or whatever the case may be, we have different passions, you know. But I think constantly reflecting and asking ourselves questions, you know, whether or not what we're doing is important, I think that is something that is really critical that we should all be doing more
0: of. So, how does somebody? How does somebody who's um, hmm, a garbage man? How does a mm-hmm. construction worker? How does an economist? Mm-hmm. How does um, somebody who's doing a job that is so what appears to be fundamentally um, um, focused around, you know, a particular um project or maybe mm. isn't necessarily connected to others. You know, you can mm-hmm. sort of get a sense for oh if you're a if you're a teacher, uh yeah. you know you, But you know what
2: you the be, thing is, David, I don't know, when you said a go- person who's collecting I actually think they're one of the most important people in <laughs> <of> the <economy. laughs> You know, an economist yeah. can be a really important person too. Yeah. I think
0: Oh they're not one, they're not that yeah, important. Every, Kelly, yeah yeah. <laughs> but
2: every single one of us we are important. Yeah. You know, we're important in the fact that we can contribute in positive ways to our communities yeah, yeah. or, you know, we can actually contribute in a positive, way, a positive way to the person, to the life of a person we love. It doesn't really matter. I think, you know, I don't even like see people as part of their profession. I just see people as people mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and, 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 and how we, again, you know, like ask questions and live our lives, um, you know, just. It really depends on our intention.
0: I I, I love what you said about just seeing people as people. And I I mean, I think Mm. that's what Emmanuel Levinas was trying to get to Mm -hmm. when he said, you see a face, you say to yourself, I can't kill that person. But, yeah, because the moment yeah. you start to say, well, that person's an economist, or that person's... Mm-hmm, exactly. Or, that person's, you're
2: labeling people. You're, you're,
0: you're labeling <laughs> uh-huh. them, and, and uh-huh. he, he would argue you're objectifying yeah. them. Exactly. And
2: exactly. Now,
0: now things can change uh-huh. and, and, yeah. and in, in a really horrific way, as, you know, the 20th Yeah. Augustus. Oh, my so, God. I
2: think that yeah. is actually what led us to the problem that we're living now, hmm. is that if this there's this innate... Um, sensibility in ourselves to categorize things. Right. You know, it's yeah. part of our survival yeah. technique. Seems you know, convenient. in order yeah. to survive, we need to categorize the plants and animals and the natural world around us and, and that we know what is dangerous and what is not. But I think now we don't need that survival technique anymore.
0: Right. You
2: know, we, we, we don't live in like a barbaric world, you know, the wilderness. But we, we actually know many things. And this knowledge is actually empowering us to to see the world more connected.
0: Right.
2: Um, And so it's not really necessary for us to label things as the other anymore or as, you know, evil and and harmful or, you know, and and I think we need to, we don't need so much anymore to, you know, to put things in strict categories. I think more now we're in a position where we need to see more the connectedness you know, and the flow of, of, of
0: all being, well, and to, you and, know, with and, everything. And to celebrate difference, I think, would you? Yes, agree, would exactly. You agree? So exactly.
2: To,
0: yeah. Because I think, I think this, this, I don't know, this desire, it seems to, to all be the same, even though if you were to quiz somebody on that, are you trying to be the same as your neighbor? Or are you trying to be the same as the person you were? They would probably say no. They would probably logically say no. What are you crazy? But the, the, the trap of everyday life, or at least that consumeristic kind of materialistic everyday life is, is just, it's, it's, it's hypnotic, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and it, it has this ability, I think, to, you know, to consume, to consume us. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it is hypnotic, you know, and I think that's because we've accepted everything as habit, Mm. you know, our Mm -hmm. way of life has become so habitual. Yeah. That again, like what I said before, we're no longer questioning things.
0: Yep. Yep. You know,
2: we're just accepting it as 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 the way things are. You know, one of the sayings.
0: One of the sayings I can't stand the most is the phrase "It is what it is." (laughs) It actually it actually bothers me because there's this. (laughs) there's this negative edge to it. First of all, it's like, and it's very fatalistic. Well, you know, mm, it's just the yeah. way it's always been. So therefore, yeah. right. Yeah, And yeah. why, why should we actually try to fight harder to break out of that, uh, you know,
2: mm, tradition
0: mm-hmm. or that, that uh, framework or whatever the case might be. And, uh, no, I think you're absolutely right about the whole question thing. I, I, uh, I, I uh, you know, asking, you could tell a lot about somebody by the nature of the questions they ask, it seems to me, and, mm-hmm. and we just, I don't know, so tell me how you do that, though, I mean, you, all everything you've talked about is, in my my mind, relational, you've talked yes. about relationships, you've talked about people, mm-hmm. you've talked about nature, you've talked about, mm-hmm. you know, economists, right, This mm-hmm. is all, all of this stuff is grounded in a relationship of one kind or another, Hmm. Um, don't we need to surround our peop- ourselves with people who, um, I guess, who we can challenge, but who are also mm-hmm. challenging and feeding into us? Does that make sense?
2: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's, I don't have any clear-cut
0: answers yeah. to
2: anything. You know, I don't really think that there's one thing that you can do to.
0: right. right
2: you know, to achieve consciousness or, you know, to, you know, educate yourself. I don't, there's, I mean, we all have so many various ways, you know, again, celebration of differences. Yeah, sure. You know, we have so many ways to approach life and to approach questions. There's really no clear-cut way, you know, but for me, at least, I can say just to myself that the way that I've, you know, been living my life and the way that I think that it's right for me is to embrace everything. You know, and to love everything, mm-hmm. and to be as compassionate as I can towards everything around me, even people, you know, who may have different, you know, viewpoints. But you know, there's, there's actually, I mean, there's even though there's differences, I see that there's so many similarities right, <laughs> too.
0: Right, sure, of you course know? there is.
2: Yeah, we we may perceive differences because that is our the way that we have, you know, been um, programmed, you know, to survive you know, in this world, but actually there's so many similarities between us, you know, and and seeing those similarities, you know, it just um, strikes me as, like, one of the most miraculous things, you know, we have.
0: So, tell me, so you're you're heading to Cambodia in a couple of weeks, less than a couple of weeks, by the sounds of it, the day after your birthday. Yes. (laughs) Very nice, very nice gift. Um, It is a gift. So you're going you're going to live with a a, a family. What what's next? You're you're making uh, some okay. new cam- Cambodian films. Oh, and you know what? Before before we wrap up too, I want you to tell me a little bit about you know um, where you think you're heading. You know, mm-hmm. Have, did did making a river changes course sort of further cement your mm-hmm. continued interest and love and passion for the people of Cambodia? Yes,
2: absolutely. You know. So I was, um, you know, it was, a, like I said before, you know, it was really, you know, after I released the River Changes course, it was a pretty uh, it was a difficult time, you know, asking myself, you know, what I want to do with my life, right,
0: <laughs> you right. know,
2: and and how I want to express myself as, you know, as, a, as an artist and, you know, where's my voice and Actually, to be honest with you, I was uncertain about, you know, working in Cambodia again. Right. I knew that I wanted to work on, you know, issues related to nature and to the environment, but I was uncertain about Cambodia because I didn't want to be labeled, you know, right. like a Cambodian filmmaker, you know, right. because I have so many interests in so many different things. And, but then what I realized, too, was that I don't need to worry about that. I shouldn't worry about that because whatever I do, the passion will be seen, you know, that I, in, and all my favorite writers, you know, in the world, like, you know, Haruki Murakami or Yukio Mishima or Milan Kundera, um, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, or Toni Morrison, you know, one of my mm. favorite writers, mm. they've always focused on what they're passionate about. Right. And they've always, you know, even if they're writing from the perspective of a country like Japan or Czechoslovakia or Colombia or America, you know, on the, um, you know, American South, It even though it's from that perspective, the, the stories that they tell are so particular mm-hmm. that they become universal,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and what I realized is that I can still, you know, make films about Cambodia but the films that I make are going to be so particular and so detailed and so beautiful that anybody anywhere in the world can connect to these stories Yeah, because they are talking about the essential things in life, you know, about love and and meaning and life and, and questions and, and, and where we belong in this planet and the world, you know, those questions I think are universal. Um, but you know, Telling specific stories is what we need to to do more of, you know, not universal stories. We can't tell universal stories. You know, we can only tell stories from our experience. Yeah. You know, and so coming to that understanding really helped me a lot, you know, to shape, you know, my own understanding of myself and what I want to do, you know, and, and, and where my passion is. And yes, it's still Cambodia, and it's also, you know, other countries in Southeast Asia, but... But Cambodia will always be, you know, part of me because that's where I come from. That's my homeland. That's my home country. And there's so many things that are happening in Cambodia right now that just tears my heart, you know. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine staying away, you know, from Cambodia until we can do something about what's happening there. You know, until I can help the people in the Ring Valley you know, to stop this dam from happening. You know, I can tell people, tell their stories, and stop the destruction of the forest. You know, until I can, you know, help the garment factory workers and give voice to their stories, I don't think I can stay away.
0: Right. It sounds like um, a a pretty intense commitment on your part.
2: Yeah, but you know what? Like you said.
0: (laughs) I can hear that, yeah. It's not (laughs) balanced. Yeah. It's not
2: about balance. You know, for me, I, I've never achieved balance in my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, everything that I've ever done has always been to the extreme. Right. You know, like I stay up all night or like I wake up late or I, you know, or I go to Cambodia for two months to five months away from my family, away from my loved ones, you know, or I, you know, go next year. I'm planning to do a walk, you know, through on the John Muir Trail for 250 miles. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, so like all these things are pretty extreme. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think for me, at least, that's the only way that I can live, you know, to, to feel things, mm. you know, in the extreme, you know, and I actually just want to have one story to share with you. Yeah, please. Um, a, a few weeks ago, a friend of mine came to visit and, you know, she lives in San Francisco and, you know, it's kind of far, it's like an hour and a half to get to our place. And, you know, but she came anyway, you know, because she knew that, you know, like, this was important to her, you know, to have time to spend with me and also be out in nature. So we took this walk, and it was like a day before the storm here. And, you know, the storm hit, you know, this area in Sonoma. And we went on this walk at Willow Creek. It's one of my favorite hikes here. And, you know, the storm was coming in. It was raining really hard, and the wind was blowing, you know, all around us. And we stood in this middle of this kind of, like, it's on a hill, but it's kind of still like a valley. You can still, you see, like, trees on both sides, you know, swinging and swaying back and forth. Mm -hmm. And the breeze is, like, blowing through the trees. And the wind is, you know, blowing us and, like, the the, the raindrops are hitting against our face. And I held out my hand and I felt so, like, at home, you know, and so uh, rejuvenated and invigorated, like... I felt the coldness and the wetness on my skin, and I could hear the wind, you know, blowing, and I felt alive. Right. You know, I felt like, oh, my God, you know, this is life. You know, we need to touch and feel things. We need to hear the wind around us, and we need to feel the coldness on our skin. Mm. And that, to me, is life. We have lost the feeling. You know, we've lost the sound. We don't really take time to hear things anymore, you know, to hear the wind blowing in the trees, you know, to hear the differences and the reverberations in the trees, you know, or to, like, feel that wetness on our skin. And that is, I feel that, you know, we need to bring those emotions and those feelings back to our life again, you know, in order to really truly feel, you know, connected, you know, to this, world and to, to nature but yeah that moment was just so amazing Beautiful. to me and, and i wish i could have shared that moment with everyone in the world <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you
0: know,
2: well and especially as a, we as, a, as
0: a filmmaker too it must have been a little bit frustrating i would think wanting to would <laughs> a, a sense that you wanted to sort of capture that in a uh-huh. way that you know i don't know um I guess I'm asking a bigger question about being able being <laughs> no, able to represent that kind of thing, you know? Is no, a picture worth a thousand words is really the question I'm asking you.
2: No, you know at that moment it didn't need to be captured. It
0: didn't need no, to be captured yeah. nice. It didn't
2: need I just needed to be there and yeah. feel it and then share this moment with you now.
0: Yeah. Right, you right, know, sure. and and shared it well, with I, friends. I, or... love what, <laughs> I love what you've said about you can't, uh-huh. we can't we don't need to t- t- tell tell stories about universals. We got to tell stories about particulars, and it's through yeah. the universals come out of that. It's beautiful, wonderful. Um, yeah. So I'm going to close uh, uh-huh. with a, co- a quote here from uh, T. S. Eliot, and and he writes in in the choruses from the rock. He talks about endless quote endless and in- the endless cycle of idea and action, endless invention. Endless experiment brings knowledge of motion, but not of stillness. Knowledge of speech, but not of silence. And then he goes on to ask a little later in the poem, where is the life we have lost in living? Where is the wisdom we have lost in knowledge? Where is the knowledge we have lost in information? Is that uh, not? that's amazing, amazing. that's that amazing? amazing yeah
2: that's incredible um, yeah,
0: yeah I mean, it's yeah. exactly what you've been talking about here today mm, I think. yeah um, oh listen, thank you for what, sharing that oh, with me I love it oh you're you can welcome tell that to
2: me are I um, will
0: are you um, going, oh my gosh are you going to um, uh, join me again when you get back from Cambodia yes Maybe we can talk definitely little, yeah. yeah let's
2: do that oh. I would love to share this in my experience
0: there with you that's awesome thanks so much again uh-huh. for chatting of course David